ever been in that situation? You know you have been. You know you have been. It just keeps getting worse and worse. I'm fascinated by that video. I've watched that video probably a hundred times. I'm just fascinated by how it just keeps unraveling worse and worse and worse. And honestly, if you've ever driven a forklift, anybody here been a forklift driver at some point in your life? I mean, you've done something like that if you ever drove a forklift. I ran over my boss once with a forklift. That's a long time ago. <laughs> Job did not last very long for me. There's, there's a reason I became a pastor. And so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's difficult job. Thank you. You're like, oh, do what I can. So, wisdom, uh, misspelled on purpose. Uh, we are diving into this concept for the next few weeks, and this is really important uh, because what we're taking a look through is the, look, is the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is a book of the Bible that's written mostly by Solomon. Solomon is the guy who God gave him one wish. He's like, literally, Solomon, I, I love you. You have found favor in my eyes. What can I give you? What is it that you want more than anything else? I mean, quite literally, God tells Solomon, ask me anything and I'll give it to you. It's like the genie in the bottle comes out, I will grant you one wish, which just side note, if that ever happens to you, ask for more wishes. I don't know why people don't do that. It just, come on, that just makes sense, right? So Solomon, Solomon being very prudent, Solomon realizing he's about to become the king of Israel, he's in over his head, he's not quite sure how to handle this. He asks God for wisdom, and God gives it to him in great measure. I mean, it's said that, that Solomon ended up being the wisest man to ever walk on planet Earth, and Proverbs are a collection of, of his writings and his thoughts and his little nuggets of wisdom that, that he learned along the journey of life that he went through with, with God giving him the wisdom that he asked for. And so what's interesting about Proverbs is that there's there's three or four different types of people that kind of are recurring themes. And the first one is the stupid, right? It's, it's the fool. It, it's the simpleton. And, and Solomon's saying, hey, avoid falling into the trap of being a stupid. Don't be a stupid. I, I have to say, when I was growing up, my brother's eight and a half years younger than me. And so, you know, when I'm 12, 13, he's four or five. And, you know, you know how middle schoolers are sometimes. We're not the nicest to our younger brothers and sisters. Now, that's you guys, not me. I was a great brother. Um, but sometimes when, when my little brother would get angry at me, he'd say, stop it, you're a stupid. And I, I would just laugh because, well, that was stupid that you said it like that. I, come on, come on. Uh, but, but the goal in Proverbs is, hey, don't be a stupid, all right? And, and, and Solomon gives us all kinds of wisdom to apply to our lives so we don't have to fall into that trap. Now, the next couple weeks, we're talking about a couple of the other ones, too. There's the smug, the person who's proud and arrogant and doesn't think he has anything to learn in life because he knows it all. Who knows that person? Like, if you don't know that person, you are that person. Just going to say it. Um, you got the stupid, you got the smug, and then you got the slacker. Oh, the person that's just lazy and slothful, and you don't want to be that person either. And that's, that's what we're going to learn about and, and learn what to avoid in our life, the traps we can fall into by learning from the book of Proverbs. And today we're talking about this idea of, of avoiding the idea of being a stupid, right? How do I avoid that? How do I actually learn about God, understand his principles, and apply that to my life? How do I find and attain God's wisdom in my life? Because that's really important. I, I want all of us to be leaning into God's wisdom for us. And so I want you to think about this. The purpose of the book of Proverbs, it's found in the first seven verses of the book of Proverbs. It kind of lays out the synopsis of what we're doing and where we're going. So follow along with me in Proverbs chapter 1 as we dive in. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. 
to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. And if we can stop right there for just a second, I think it's important for us to to recognize and, and circle this in our minds. Like, God gives us his wisdom on purpose. God gives us his wisdom so that we can experience life to the full, the life that he has created for us, so we can fully embrace the purpose and plan that God has created us for. That is the best life. That is the life that you are looking for. Now, as humans, we're, we're all trained to look for the success that we're, we're longing for in all the wrong areas of life. We chase after possessions and, and our own prestige and power, and, and we chase after pleasure, thinking that's where we find the real meaning of life. That's where we find success. And, and what Solomon is saying right out of the gate is, he's saying, hey, listen, this is God's word for your life. These are the ways that, that you can become wise, that you can become disciplined, that you can experience ultimately the most successful life that you could possibly experience. And that success is not based on anything that the world measures. It's, it's success based on who you are as a follower of God, of putting your trust in him, who you are becoming while you live this journey in life. And so I think it's important to recognize that that's what wisdom really is. It's embracing that idea that God knows more than I do. I can put my trust in him. I'm going to live his way instead of my way. And so it says in verse 4, these Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these Proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. And here it gets to the final verse that we're going to circle back to. It says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Now, and you, when you read the different translations of Proverbs, it's, it's fools, it's the simpleton, it sometimes calls them the stupid. We're just going to lean in that today and talk about the stupid. And, and And I think it's important to realize, hey, if I'm going to be wise, it begins and ends with my relationship with God. What do I do with what he gives me? Do I lean into that? Do I put that into practice in my life or or do I ignore it? Because I think it's good for us to define wisdom out of the gate. What What does God mean when he talks about wisdom? And this is important, right? Because when we define wisdom, it starts with knowledge. Now, knowledge is information that has been learned, all right? Let's just start right there. We know things, right? And if we can just be real and talk about that in terms of our relationship with God, I think many of us can say, all right, I know some things about God. I I read my Bible. I'm part of the 365 Challenge. Anybody give a shout out for 365 Challenge? How are you guys doing with that? Yeah, we got a pretty good group on our uh, old Facebook page that are all in on that, and I love it. We've been walking through uh, 1 and 2 Samuel, getting into the Kings. That's some interesting stuff in there. I'm just going to throw that out. So you're learning, right? You say, okay, if I'm following God, I'm embracing the knowledge that he gives me in his word. When I talk with him in prayer, there's knowledge that I gain. Well, is that wisdom? No, not yet. You, You know things. But that's not wisdom. Uh, it goes on. I mean, this knowledge is information that has been learned. Well, understanding recognizes how to apply this knowledge, right? So now I know things. Now I go a little bit deeper and I go, oh, I see how that applies to my life. Oh, if I do this, this, I, this would make my life better. This would help me make better choices. In my relationship with Jesus, it's that realization that, oh, if I live my life on God's terms, following his guidance from my life, his way actually is better. Like every directive that he gives to me in the Bible is for my own benefit. And if I believe that, I know it, and I understand that, 
You're getting close. It's not quite wisdom yet, though, because what makes wisdom wisdom is the actual application to your life. Wisdom turns knowledge and understanding into action. It actually puts it into practice in your life. And I want to encourage you, as a follower of Jesus, man, God gives you supernatural wisdom. And when you ask for wisdom, I want you to know this today, he will give it to you. I love what it says in James 1.5. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. That's an amazing thing to realize. I talk with people all the time who are trying to make a difficult decision. They're trying to figure out what's the right choice in life to make. And honestly, I think it comes down to two things. So just lean into this. If you're trying to figure out what's the next step for me, what's the decision that I need to make, I think number one, if you're having trouble figuring it out, you pray for wisdom. Because if you ask for wisdom, it says in James 1, God will give it to you. He's a generous God. He'll give you what you need. He'll give you the wisdom for that moment. And I think adding to that, I think you always pray for peace as well. Ask for wisdom. If you feel like you've landed on the right decision, pray for peace that you know, all right, I feel good about this. I don't have any tension. I don't have any, you know, wonder. I, I have a peace that this is the right decision. I've asked God for wisdom. I've asked for peace. I feel those things. I make the decision. I move forward. Wisdom and peace. Man, God offers both of those in ways that we can't understand. He he's gives us peace that passes all understanding. He's a God who gives us wisdom generously if we ask for it. It's not a bad thing to ask for wisdom. I think the dumb thing, the, the, the stupid, we're putting the dumb in wisdom, right, uh, is when we don't lean into God's wisdom for our lives, when we ignore that, because it, it's right there. It's ready for us to put into practice in our life. So let's talk about this for a second. We've defined wisdom. It's not just knowledge. It's not just understanding. It's taking what we know and applying it to our lives. Well, let's define the stupid for a second. Let's have some fun with this. Uh, defining the stupid, what would that look like? Let's read a, a verse in Proverbs 22. It says this, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. All right, you ever been there? Ever been the simpleton? Nobody wants to raise their hand, but we all have. We all have. Uh, can I just be vulnerable with you? I'll just share a moment of stupidity in my life. Uh, it happened on a Christmas Eve service about seven or eight years ago, uh, but to this day, I'm still mocked mercilessly by our staff every year because it's become legendary how dumb this was. So are you ready to hear this? I'm going to share this with you. Um, we had a lot of people. It went a little bit longer, and as we were preparing for the next round of Christmas Eve services, there was some panic. We were trying to get things ready for the next round because Christmas Eve is amazing at Crossroads. There's all kinds of people. And I said, you know what? How can I help? You know, how can I help? I'm not good with forklifts, but I can help in other areas. I'm good for something. And they said, we have all kinds of candles on the stage. They all need to be lit. So like, I'm on it. I've got this. So I grab the candle lighter. How hard can this be? I start lighting all the candles. They all look normal. Well, then I get to the back row. There's like different looking candles. I'm going, well, these look weird. I don't know what, what this is all about. Are these like weird, weird like knockoff, you know, off-brand candles? Or are these like fancy candles? I don't know what it is. The wicks looked different. And I'm like, well, maybe they're like easy light or something. So you know, that. So I, I put the flame over it. And sure enough, it lit right up. I was like, all right, it must be some weird new candle. So I light the whole row of candles, and I, I look back, I'm going, all right, I've done this. It looks great. Merry Christmas to everyone and to all a good night. Uh, it was that kind of a moment. Like, I feel good. So I put the lighter down, and I walk off the stage, went out the back door, and as the story goes, I don't believe this. I think they make it up. But uh, as the story goes, as, as soon as I walked off stage, there's already about 100 people in the room all of the back row of candles just burst into flames. Like, it was, it was a big thing. Like, Whoa, what's happening? Like little bombs going off. Boom, 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 boom. Turns out those were electric candles. <laughs> electric candles. 
I had no idea. I, they said light all the candles. So my, my whole team's coming up on the stage putting out fires, literally. I, I'm starting fires. They're putting them out. And in the back of my mind, I, I knew, right? Like, this is weird. I shouldn't, I shouldn't light these. But they said light all the candles. I was a simpleton. I was a stupid. I was a stupid. So, so keeping that in mind, know this. We are all capable of being a stupid, all right? So... What I want to do is lean into this from a different little bit, a different angle today. Let's lean into it from this perspective. Not like, how do I avoid this? How do I apply God's wisdom? Let's lean into this and have fun today. Let's talk about how to be a stupid. Can we just lean into that today? How to be a stupid. Let's go all in on this and recognize how we can do this. Number one, if you want to be a stupid, all right, go for it. Do not, under any circumstance, be reverent, all right? Do not. Be reverent or have a healthy fear of God. Proverbs 1.7, I want to circle back to that. It's so incredibly important. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Do not be reverent if you want to be a stupid, right? Because it all begins with that healthy fear of God. It's that awe. It's that reverence. It's that realization that when we, when we see the picture of God in all of his glory in heaven on his throne, this picture of God is so powerful, it's so overwhelming that we see this, this painted in, in the book of Revelation that all of these powerful beings, the most powerful beings that John had ever witnessed are all in the presence of God and all that these great and powerful beings can do in the presence of God is bow down on their faces and forever say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. In the presence of the holy God, that is all that they can do because they revere him. They, they fear him. They stand in awe of who he is. And I think a lot of times we forget who God is. In our own stupidity, we try to remake God in our image and forget that we've been made in his image. We're called to become more like him. And so if you want to be a stupid, you know, toss out the reverence and awe and fear of God out of your life because that's how you go down a path that, that leads nowhere good. That's number one. Don't be reverent. All right. If you want to be a stupid, you guys, you guys ready? You guys in on this? You want to be a stupid? Yeah? Do not, under any circumstance, stop talking. All right? Keep talking. Don't even think about listening. In fact, close your mind, open your mouth. Just go. Start talking. And that is how you become a stupid. Are you guys with me on this? Like, anybody know a stupid? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. And remember, if you don't know a stupid, you are the stupid. Just remember that. Do not stop talking. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 18. Fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Oh, my goodness. We can see a picture of this on social media. Just go on Facebook and read the comments like, oh, there's a stupid. There's another stupid. I, we know who they are. We see them. I actually had a pastor friend last week make a post on Facebook. This is real life. It was about, hey, on Facebook, let's be kind. On social media, let's lead with love. Let's not be judgy. Let's, let's let people know that we, we care about them. That this is not the place for that. And in the comments on that thread, it got really feisty and really dumb <laughs> with other pastors commenting on it. Like, what is happening here? <laughs> we can't help it. 
We love listening to our own opinions, and in this culture, man, we've all got the platform, and with no consequences, we can just speak our mind and say what we want and not listen to anybody. Boy, you want to be a stupid, just keep right on talking. Close your mind, open your mouth, keep on talking. Now, here's the thing. Number three, if you really want to lean in to being a stupid, oh, this is a good one, all right? Are you taking notes? This is good. You want to be a stupid? Do not, under any circumstance, be teachable, all right? You don't want to learn anything else, all right? You already have arrived. You know everything. Speaking of which, does anybody remember when you were like 17, 18 years old and you actually knew everything? Do you guys remember that? I remember that. Like, I already know everything. What are my mom and dad trying to tell me? That's dumb. I know better. When does that, that wisdom kind of fade away? I wonder, is it like slowly in your 20s or is there a switch? I don't remember. Now I don't know anything. I don't know anything now. I used to know it all. But under no circumstance should you be teachable if you want to be a stupid. Uh, I love this video clip of, of someone making the same mistake over and over again. And maybe you can relate. Check this out. I'm fascinated by this clip. Oh, ran into the glass wall. Anybody ever done? that. I've done that, but I haven't, oh, I haven't done it twice. You know, you learn the mistake. Oh, I did that twice. That was dumb. But no, go in for another. Number three. That's real life. There it is. She made her way out. That's fantastic. She did it. She finally found her way out. That's fantastic. Can we watch that one more time? That's just fantastic. Now that you know what you're looking for, here she comes, and it happens fast right out of the gate. Boom. Oh, that's a good thump. That's a good thump. She's embarrassed. She, I'm going to leave now. Oh, yeah, that was really dumb. Now I'm going to leave. This is great. Still didn't look up. Oh, another glass. I mean, eventually she was going to find the door. It was, it was bound to happen sooner or later. But when we aren't teachable, oh, somebody liked that. I mean, can we just be real? Who's run into a glass door before? I have. I've ran into one. Nobody, nobody else? Thank you. I appreciate your honesty. We have to be teachable. Man, what, what does that look like and what does that say about ourselves when we keep making the same mistakes over and over again? And you know, we're having fun talking about this from a different angle, but honestly, like how many times do we have to make the same mistake over and over and over again? It talks in Hebrews about the sin that so easily trips us up. You know, that hurt, that habit, that hang-up, that just keeps coming back up in our lives. And we keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. We make the same mistakes with our money. Find ourselves in terrible financial situations because we make the same mistake over and over again with our money. Find ourselves in terrible relationships over and over and over again because we keep making the same mistake. I want to encourage you, man, learn from the mistakes. I mean, everybody fails at some point, but how you, you learn from that failure is, is really, really important. You've learned something. You've got knowledge. Understand, hey, when I do this, when I make this choice, it ends badly for me. Wisdom puts that into action and says, oh, i got to change that pattern in my life. Otherwise, I'm going to keep myself in the same place. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. You've got to be teachable if you're going to follow the path that God wants you to. But hey, if you want to be a stupid, do not be teachable under any circumstance. This is a really gross verse, so just brace yourself, but it, it just... It hits it right on the head. Proverbs 26, 11 says, as a dog returns to its vomit, gross, so a fool repeats his foolishness. And as gross as that word picture is, isn't that kind of how it is? Like, why? Why am I doing the same thing over and over again? This doesn't lead me anywhere good. I'm trying to live life on my own terms and it always leads me to the same place. I've experienced excitement, but now I'm experiencing emptiness again. Oh, I got some excitement, but now I'm empty again. Why do I keep making the same choices over and over again? I, I encourage you guys, be teachable. 
Keep learning, keep growing, become who God called you to be. Uh, number four, if you wanna be a stupid, oh man, this is a good one too, do not be intentional about anything in your life, all right? Just go with the wind, do what feels right in the moment, don't have any plan, don't have any strategy. That is how you're going to efficiently and effectively be a great stupid, all right? Just don't be intentional at all. It says in Proverbs 17, 12, it is safer to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than to confront a fool caught in foolishness. There's something about uh, when you're wired to just make bad decisions, that that's, that's kind of all you want to do. This is like the, the life that you've made, and this is how you experience it. And Matt, if you would just stop, just stop for a second, realize, Matt, I, I don't have to live this way anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. You, you can change the pattern of your life. You can embrace God's wisdom, and it changes everything. But when we don't live with intentionality, when we don't have that goal in mind of becoming who God wants me to be, we squander so many opportunities. I, I challenge you today, make sure you're being intentional, most importantly in your relationship with Jesus. But how about this? On a day when we celebrate moms, be intentional with your kids. You have a chance to pass the legacy of faith onto the next generation, to, to have an impact that ripples for generations. Be intentional about the time that God has given you because you can make more of a difference than you possibly know. The final thing. If you really want to be a great stupid, do not, under any circumstance, be accountable, right? Don't have anyone around you in your life that holds you responsible or accountable for any decision that you make, because accountability, ah, what's all that about? It says in Proverbs 15, only a fool despises a parent's discipline. Whoever learns from correction is wise. I think all of us kind of cringe when we think about the idea of being disciplined, being called out, and yet, those are amazing moments in life where we have an opportunity to grow. Someone's being honest with you, someone cares about you and says, hey, you're, you're doing this and it's leading you somewhere terrible. If you would just do this, it would, it would take you where you wanted to go. We all need friends like that. We all need people who are speaking truth in our lives, holding us accountable and encouraging us along the way. We talked about this a few, years, or a few weeks ago. If, if you wanna have success in life, it's show me your friends and I'll show you your future type of situation. Make sure you've got friends in your life that are speaking truth that are willing to hold you accountable and encourage you in your relationship with God and encourage you in life in general. We surround ourselves with other people who are wise and we become wiser along the journey with them. Be accountable. And I just want to challenge you today, don't take this lightly. Man, I think if, if we just kind of go off on our own and, and feel like we know what's best for our lives and we're going to do life on our own terms, we, we find ourselves living lives that are empty we miss out on what God has in store for us. And I'm such a big believer. And I say this all the time. You've been coming to Crossroads for a long time. You've heard me quote this verse a hundred times. But John 10, 10 is so real, where it says, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, no, stop it. You, you don't have to live this empty life. You don't have to be a stupid, all right? I've come that you might have life and have it to the fullest, but if we're going to do that, we have to embrace who he is and who he's calling us to be. And that's intentional. That's difficult. I'm choosing the, the hard path to, to walk down. But, but that's how I embrace and, and, and experience the life that God has called me to. And I want to encourage you to embrace that today. Because God has such an amazing life planned for you. I mean, we talk about uh, this successful life that God has, has, has planned and prepared for you, and that's been twisted by so many people. It's like this gospel of prosperity. Put your trust in Jesus, follow him. Oh, man, you'll win the lottery. It'll be the best day of your life. Everything is perfect. Well, that's not it at all. What, what God is promising you is a life that is lived to the fullest. It's a life that is fulfilling. It's a life that answers all the questions that you've been looking for because all those answers are found in Jesus. 
And any time we're chasing down a path, trying to find happiness or fulfillment or purpose in anything that's outside of who God is and who he's calling us to be, it's never going to fulfill. In fact, it will always take you farther than you ever wanted to go. And like Proverbs 26 says, like the dog returning to its vomit, you keep going back to the same old gross stuff, you're just going to keep finding yourself in a place where you didn't want to be. And God's saying, hey, I have, I have wisdom for you. I have knowledge and an understanding for you that will completely change your life. And if you're willing to just embrace his word for your life and, and start by just understanding who God is, the all-powerful, all-creating, almighty God who loves you with an extravagant love, if you'll just start with that reverence for who he is and who he's calling you to be and, and take what he's saying to you seriously, it will change your life. And I want to ask you today, as we come to a close, uh, can we just be real? This is a funny question, but can we be real? Uh, how much? I'll just go there. Are you being a stupid? I mean, can we just answer that question? Are you being a stupid? We, we laugh. Uh, maybe I'm not as teachable as I should be. Maybe I talk too much. Maybe I'm not being accountable. Don't let these opportunities to, to lean into Jesus and the word that he has for your life pass you by. Don't miss out on these opportunities to apply what you understand him to be to your life. Don't, don't be afraid to take that giant leap out of your comfort zone and say, God, I'm done doing life my way on my terms, my choices. God, I want to follow you. I want to apply your word, your wisdom to my life. Because when you're willing to take that step of faith, and that is a step of faith, that is what changes everything. That, that is the life that you're looking for. That's the life that is, is blessed and truly successful because you're living into God's purpose and plan for your life. Following his path is how you make a difference and an impact for eternity. That's the impact that ripples through generations. That's the life that he's calling each of us to. But we've got to lean into his word and his wisdom for our lives. And so I just ask you this today. Are you willing to ask for it? Wisdom turns knowledge and understanding into action. It says in James 1, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So can we just go there for a second? Would you just be willing to bow your head and close your eyes as we come to a close today? Would, would you please just be willing in this moment to, to draw close to Jesus? I love what it says in James 4, 8. It's a beautiful promise. If, if we draw close to Jesus, he will draw close to us. And let me just ask you this question, and I, I would encourage you in the strongest terms to just start talking to Jesus. Where in your life do you need to ask for wisdom? Are you making the same mistake over and over again? Are you enduring that sin that so easily entangles you? Is there something that he's asking you to give up in this moment? Is there a decision that you have to make? You're at a crossroads in your life, and there's a lot going on, and you're realizing, man, I need God's wisdom. Would you be willing in this moment to just, where you're sitting, just talk with Jesus, ask him to give you wisdom? Ask him to fill you with his peace? Be willing to surrender and let go of anything you're holding on to that you're just trying to do on your own? Because the smartest thing you can do is draw close to Jesus. Because Jesus changes everything. And that's wisdom. When you lean into Jesus and, and you listen to what he's saying, you put that into action, that's what will change your life. And I want to challenge you today. If, if you've been chasing the wrong things in life and you're realizing, man, everything I'm chasing, it's exciting for a minute, but then it, it leaves me feeling empty, I want you to know that Jesus is the answer that you're looking for. And that when you say yes to Jesus, he changes everything. 
Everyone's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I just want to challenge you with this truth. In Romans 10, 9, it says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That means you will be forgiven. You'll be set free. You don't have to live the way you've been living any longer. You can embrace who he is and, and his wisdom for your life. And so as we close today, would you be willing to just, where you are, would, would all of you just be willing to stand with me? And in this moment, can we just together stand and pray this prayer together? Because at some level, we all need to say yes to Jesus, whether it's for the first time or for the 1,000th time, just say yes to Jesus. I'm going to not do things my way anymore. I'm, I'm going to do them your way. So together, can we pray this prayer uh, together? Jesus, I need you. I believe you are the Savior of the world that you gave your life to forgive my sins and that God raised you from the grave so that I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. I am saying yes to you, Jesus. Come into my life. I will follow you. Amen. And can we just say thanks to Jesus for the love that he has for us, for the wisdom that he offers us? Um, it's been fun today talking about what it means, you know, to be a stupid, how to be a stupid. We had fun framing it in a backwards kind of way, but man, the reality is, man, you can live life to the fullest if you're willing to fully engage in who God is and who he's calling you to be. And if he's speaking to you today, make sure you just say yes, that you lay down everything that you've been holding on to and lay that at his feet, because he truly does have the best plan for your life. Everything that he's calling you to is for your benefit. So lean into that. Be wise and build that foundation on who God is. Can we close out in prayer today before we sing this last song together? Jesus, you are so good, and we are just so thankful that when we come to you asking for wisdom, that your promise in your word is that you will give that wisdom to us. And so I'm just praying that your wisdom would fill everyone who's gathered here today, that we would leave knowing that we've drawn close to you, you've drawn close to us. You've spoken your word into our life, and we can leave knowing that we have peace, your peace that passes all understanding, because we're following you. We're putting into action the things that you are speaking into our lives. And so, God, we lay all this down at your feet. We, we surrender and just say yes to you. And we believe in this being just a beautiful and sacred moment, God, where you meet us where we're at and we experience your presence in a fresh, new, and powerful way, God. Give us wisdom. We love you and we thank you. And we pray this in your name. Amen.